everyone to The Enthusiast's Life. I am your host, Mark Turka. I'm so glad each and every one of you have decided to make us a part of your week. we got a good one in store for you this week. We're going to be talking about the new FPS shooter from Riot Games, Valorant, that is currently in closed beta. Uh, we're going to be talking about 50 States of Fear. And yes, my friends, I have actually watched something on Quibi. We're talking about that. Talking yeah, yeah. about Waco, some classic movies we watched with the kids, some Last of Us 2 leaks, as well as what does that mean for other forms of media and much much more and to do it with me as always my kindergarten classmate mr chris maselli chris what's up man what's going on dude uh you can hear me okay right i can hear you yeah okay so have you been paying attention to like this uh all-in challenges that are going on out there like what do you mean i mean i may have seen one but didn't know it was like part of a yeah so the this website fanatics.com to I thought they were uh, a sport website. I'm pretty sure they are. Maybe they do more than that. I don't know. I, I just know that they have like some sport-themed uh, web pages. They started this thing called the All-In Challenge, mm-hmm. and it's pretty much they're, they're running it as providing food to those in need. So it's all stuff. It started because of this whole coronavirus stuff. So it's one of those things where like, you know, prominent, you name it, they have put their name out there to do an all-in challenge. And and, and you, it's an auction to do whatever they say. Okay. Um, and, like, Tom Brady's just finished, like, yesterday. And it's like you spend the day with Tom Brady. And you do specific things with them. Through, it's almost like Make-A-Wish. But yeah. But for, like, crazy stuff. His went for $800,000. Ooh. Um, Peyton Manning's went for $525,000. Like you play golf with him. Wow. So there's a couple up here and it's not just athletes. There's, uh, like celebrities and there's movie ones. And I wanted to talk to you about the movie ones because they're awesome. And a lot of the movie ones are, you only need a $10 entry and they're just randomly drawing it. So you have a chance for some of these. You actually got a chance. Yeah. So you're All telling right? me there's a chance. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I, I don't know which one to say for last because they're so cool. So, all right. Um, you For $10, you can direct a movie with Jonah Hill. Nice. That would be awesome. Um, <laughs> this one, it, it's not $10. Right now, it's currently $26,000. Dinner, drinks, and a movie screening in the home of M. Night Shyamalan. Wow. That would be awesome. Be terrifying, of course. Terrifying. $10 entry fee for a day on set with Lin-Manuel Miranda. Nice. Uh, <laughs> I got to save that one for later. Okay. All right. $10 for a walk-on role in a Martin Scorsese movie with Leonardo DiCaprio and Robert De Niro in it. Oof. So I don't know if that was released like – if that was so they're doing another movie basically that's what i'm saying <laughs> did, 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 did this like was this known prior to this thing coming out i don't know, I don't wow. know. all right um for a ten dollar entry fee you can be uh in jurassic world 3 movie experience and get eaten by a dinosaur no. <laughs> uh all right so and now like the best one i think in my opinion where's the other one? okay for a $10 entry fee, you can run a lemonade stand with Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman. Oh, my God. That Now, I, I did see a headline that they they are at a truce right now, right? That they're, like, think so. they're getting along. I wonder I so. if like you could be the spark and like that. instigate that feud again and just be right there in the middle of it all. It would be amazing. How great is that, man? Wow. Like, I want to enter that for 10 bucks. Which one? I which just want to go to the you... lemonade stand. Whether I win I... or not, where is this lemonade stand? Where is be? it? You know how much money they'll raise just on the lemonade stand itself? Oh, man, that's awesome. I mean, and go through some of these, man, because like the sport ones are crazy. Can obviously. we do our own all in? I think you have to be kind of well known. Yeah, okay, all right. <laughs> Yeah, you're probably. But some of the sport, dude, you, you go to the sport ones. There's like 150 of them up right now. You What's, name it, there's an, there's an athlete. Uh, here's a good, here's a question. Yeah. What, which ones are the ones that are the most expensive? Are they sports or are they movies? Like who's who's getting the more money? The sport ones, yeah. Definitely. Like like um, courtside seats, dinner with Kevin Durant. That's up to eighty thousand dollars right now. Uh, there, there's a Henrik Lundqvist one. We should tell Bill about that. That's up wow. to thirty-four thousand right now. Nice. Um, I'm kind of the cool thing. See, like Mark Cuban, 
a one day contract to play with the with the that's Dallas. cool that's, that's a ten dollar cool. ten dollar uh bid i'm trying to just skim through see like the high do ones you, but... do you think it would be awkward if you won one of these like would it just be this kind of awkward moment when you meet the person and you're like i need to hang out with you for a day i mean i know there'd be a handler there they'd have things planned but yeah would you just would it just be weird like i think like the people who are winning these are probably not like starstruck. Like the person who put up eight hundred thousand dollars to go meet Tom Brady, is probably just gonna be like, "Hey, what's up, Tom?" Compared to like, if a true Patriot fan yeah. like got to win that, they'd be like the pig and well, shit. What I'm saying is like the ones that's like a ten dollar entry fee, not where it's like a true auction. Okay. You know what I mean? It's more of, more of a raffle. Like if you because just win a raffle, right. I'd be like, "This is weird. I'm hanging out with Hugh Jackman and Ryan Reynolds." That would be fun. Though, I mean, it'd be funny. You know, they would, I think they would be. But funny you're right, man. Like what? When when I watch those like uh, uh, Make a Wish things like on ESPN that they do every summer, yep. it is awkward. Even though it's like a kid there, it's almost like the athletes aren't used to being around kids, and, and they <laughs> yeah. don't know how to like handle yep. them and, and have fun with them. So I mean, it, it might be it might be like just a little, I, but but the 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 Ryan Reynolds thing that you know would be a complete blast. And it's ten bucks. Blast. Ten dollars. I may have to spend ten dollars on that. Just for why that not? Because that, that's not? that's. Here, worth I can it. go to the. Uh, I, they they give you uh, the statistics on it. I'll give you the details here. Let's see. Oh, so you, it's a ten dollar entry fee, and then they can you know twenty five dollars get you, or so ten dollars get you ten entries. Okay. Twenty five gets you twenty five entries. Fifty gets you a hundred entries. A hundred dollars gets you two hundred entries. Um, so it says, when you hear the names Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman, you may think of Deadpool and Wolverine or comedy and musicals. What very few people know, however, is that they have a decade-long blood feud that will almost certainly end in a horrible tragedy. The feud is has festered through Twitter posts, Instagram videos, and even Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool movies, mostly because Hugh refuses to play Wolverine again. Now, at long last, these two arch nemesis are calling a ceasefire and putting aside their differences for a full 24 hours to help children make a difference, armed with fresh copy we're armed with a fresh copy of Running a Lemonade's Laid Stand for Dummies. Ryan and Hugh will come to your home and help your children set up and run a oh semi-successful lemonade stand for two hours with all proceeds going to help. So it would be yeah, in my neighborhood then. Wow. Be in your neighborhood. Oh, that'd be amazing. We suggest that you keep these uh, two separated as they will surely verbally assault each other while smiling for your neighbors. What, if, for what if they showed up and I was dressed as a stormtrooper when they showed up? Wow. How do you think that would go over? <laughs> I don't. There's a video here too. All uh, right, all right. Enough about that. I'm not going to play website? it. Plug I'm the just, website real quick. Oh no, that's just like their their thing. Like, but what's we'll, the website for the thing overall that you're looking at all these on? Just go to fanatic fanatics.com, and I'm I think right on their main page. Or you can just Google search All in Challenge. All in it, Challenge. All right. Yeah. Awesome. Well, what's up, everyone? Thank you here for joining us here. Uh, you know, we're kicking it off there as always with some just crazy conversation. But uh, of course, all that is going for a good cause. So if you're interested in any of those. Uh, check them out, you know, because there's a lot of things kind of like that going on, telethons and, and people just raising money online, um, which is awesome to see that people are doing that um, because, of course, we are living in some times that are just absolutely mm. crazy. Um, Chris, this week, my son and I got a chance to play some of Riot Games' new competitive game. If you remember, Riot Games are the folks behind League of Legends, and mm -hmm. they basically took that to... Just insane level of esports. I don't even know what you would call it. They've turned it into a complete sport. I mean, we talked about here on the show how there are literally coaches for yeah. these teams. There are, you know, owners of these teams. Oh, it's just crazy. Well, that being a MOBA, they said, we want to take it to the next level and do a shooter now. And um, to get into this closed beta right now, the crazy thing is, is you, you couldn't just sign up. You either had to be somebody, so be invited, be a player of another uh shooter game that's out there and, and the esports scene or be a big streamer or watch someone else's stream okay that had drops enabled meaning you had to log in with your twitch account and you right. and watch it plus link your twitch account to your riot account and then whoever the streamer was just randomly that channel would like just say hey you won like a raffle basically and you got access to valorant my son <laughs> and i had yeah. both of our computers going for about 30 hours before we finally we each i got one first and then he got one like i think i got one at night and then he got one like the next morning we woke up and he had it 
Okay. So they're not making it easy to get into this this beta, which is kind of weird because and obviously they're just spiking numbers up on Twitch. But mm. hey, whatever. We got it. We we started playing the game. All right. The game's essentially Counter Strike, which I remember actually we had a uh, um, when we did our Patreon episode. I think Falcon was the one that brought up Valorant, or somebody brought up Valorant. I'm just saying like what what we thought of it, and you know, is it going to be the next esport? Well, Counter Strike is like the first person shooter esport king on the block. It is a elimination mode game, so each round you have five on five. One team's trying to plant a bomb, the other one's trying to defend it. Half the time, it ends with just the other team killing the all five of all other. <laughs> Or if one team plants the bomb, that means then the defending team, even if they wipe out the other team, they still have to disarm that bomb. Okay. Now, each map, there's multiple places to plant the bomb. There's usually two, at sometimes even three. So you mm. have to spread out. So as, a, as the attackers, you know, like, all right, we're going to go see. Everybody go see. The other team defending has to make sure you're, they're covering all those spots. Every round ends quick. They're like a minute and a half. In between rounds, depending on how your team did, and even if you lose, you still get some some money, and you buy better guns, you buy armor. In CSGO or in Counter-Strike, you're buying like grenades. The hook that Valorant has is you're playing these hero characters that have little abilities. Okay. So like with the character I play as, I kind of pull out a map on my arm, and I can shoot down this giant like orb that's like, it obscures your view, and it creates this like sandstorm so people can't see, so I can block off corridors. The character my son plays a lot, she can heal. So if you take a couple shots, you can heal. And then she can also put up a whole, like, ice wall. So he can completely block off a wall, and the other team has to really shoot that wall to take it down. So then we know where they are, so then we can hmm. go somewhere else. She's almost, like, sacrificing himself. Yeah, but it's a yeah. wall, though. So it's not he's not so, sacrificing his character. He's oh, okay. just, but in between rounds, he needs to buy that ability. So depending on how <laughs> we did the round before, he may not have enough money to buy better gun armor wow. and might not be able to buy the wall that round hmm. the matches this is this is kind of the kicker and what kind of killed me at first it's 25 rounds so when you play a match you potentially could be in there for 30 to 45 minutes like some of the matches we've had matches that'll go like 13 to 12 at the end and you're oh, wow. in there you're in it for a while yeah 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 so at first, I played by myself, and I was kind of like, ah, oh, man, like elimination game modes in me, like I sometimes dig them, sometimes don't. Plus, I'm playing mouse and keyboard. It's only on PC right now. And I, I'm, I'm okay. I'm getting better playing Overwatch, but I'm like, ah, oh, it's kind of tough. I was like, okay, well, he ended up getting it. We went on together. Dude, We it's become like our crack. Like him and I playing together, we have so much fun playing, shouting, screaming. Now, granted, we have three other random people with us on our team because it's five on five. <laughs> yeah. But we're having so much fun. And so I can see this game, man, is going to be, calling it right now, I think it's going to dethrone Counter-Strike. I'm looking right now at headlines on ESPN. Whoa. One of the major teams, this team called Sentinels, who they, they're across multiple games, have just taken the Overwatch League MVP from this past season, who was also on the team that won the whole Overwatch League. He is now switching over to a competitive Valorant team and retiring from Overwatch. Wow. And we're <laughs> three weeks into this beta, and already people are jumping ship saying this is the game to play in esports. What do you what? think of that, dude? Like, I, I don't know. The, the Overwatch League the... MVP just yesterday bounces from Overwatch and says, I'm playing Valorant. That's where I'm putting my... Now, part of that could be when I when you read the story, he's like, I've achieved everything in Overwatch. Like, okay. my team, I right, won the championship. Right. We're MVP. I need a challenge. I'm 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 gonna go do this. I'm sure he's getting paid okay. a hell of a lot of money by that team. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure even Riot probably are like, dude, come over to us, please. But I think like people are looking at it, knowing that Riot was able to take League of Legends and really the community built the esports around it. And then Riot just came in and said, Okay, well, we see what you guys are doing. We're gonna actually develop the game specifically for that. And they did right. it. I mean, you go to anytime you go on Twitch, League of Legends is top three always. All Always, all all different countries, everything, and so Valorant has been built with all that in mind. <laughs> plus, they've been able to look at what Counter Strike did and say, "What are they doing that's good? What are they doing that's not? We're going to copy what they're doing good and do better what they're not." And you know, here you are, man. Uh, my mind immediately went to because we've been talking about it about you know our esports like. Are they primed now to join the the talk of 
legit sports leagues and stuff like that. Yeah. And I th- don't you think something like this would hurt something like them? For like they can't have these players going back and forth between Right now, I don't think they need to right now. I think right now this game is so new. and fr- I mean, ESPN has already had – they had an ESPN Invitational already. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think it, we aired on, like, ESPN2 last week. So, like, Valorant's already been on television. It's I the know. new hotness, you know, of what's going on there. And – But that, that's – man, this is all, like – because you didn't tell me about this before. Like, no. You went, now, so I'm hearing about now, this Now, here's the, the other time. kicker, too, for me. I mean, what, two, three weeks ago I was talking about Overwatch and how I really enjoy playing Overwatch. It's super fun. I'm trying to get into the Overwatch League. But even you, we were texting the next day after we recorded that. It's yeah. so hard to watch, man. Like it, it is. is so freaking fast. There, Where like I, I'm gonna do hold on, hold on. This yeah. like like Counter Strike. You could right now go watch count, a competitive Counter Strike match and pretty much get everything that's going on. You don't know the map, okay. but the way it's it's shown, it's slow, it's methodical, it's tactical. Mm-hmm. You can see like the the view that the spectator mode uses. You can see players through walls. So you okay. know, so as a spectator, you know, okay, this team is pushing this this you know, say they're going to A. There's three capture points, so the the defending team is kind of spreading out, but the attacking team, all five are going to A. So the camera, they know they need to be following that group. There's mm-hmm. two guys defending A. They use the little X-ray camera you can see through the wall, so you know when there's going to be so an you engagement. Know there. So whether so you know the cool. map or not, you are watching and engaged in what's going to happen. Where yeah. Overwatch is a giant cluster F of which fun as hell as it is and needed yeah. is to watch it. So many things are happening on screen. You have no idea. This is headshot. You're dead. So it's like paintball. It's not like this. You're doing this big shootout back and forth like you would be in Overwatch. This is literally like a pop up. One guy's dead. Okay. We're around 4v5 now. Move a little mm. bit forward. A little more time. Pop, pop, okay. 4v4 now. And then slowly going through. So any viewer can watch this. Mm-hmm. So I think that's where this has that up. We're living in a time where esports can rise. You have a new game yeah. coming in, so everybody's news. You have a very watchable game genre or whatever, however right, right. style this game is. I, th- I think. Well, it's I think I got to get out. I got to get out of the the traditional mindset of what sports are when it comes to this, because like you said, like when watching that one game. Like I looked forward to when they had like the floating cam because that was a lot slower. Right. I looked. For, it was almost like a, a like a sigh of relief, and then they go back in, and then it's just craziness, craziness, and, yep. and then when they come back out again, they're a completely different spot, and you're like, how the hell did they get over there? <laughs> and then, but I have to give those announcers credit, man. They are fantastic. I don't know how they do it, man. I don't <laughs> know how awesome. Overwatch casters keep yeah. up with it. I have no idea. No but idea. I think, like I said, I have to get out of the traditional mindset of how we watch sports when it comes to this, because maybe it's not my, my first my first thought when you told me this is like, that's got to hurt them. Like I was starting to say, because like you have players jumping ship to this game. But this is different. This is different in, in watching like a, a, a sports league because it's not really and maybe to the diehards. I'm sure it is. It's not really about the player. It's about the game. So the player can jump around to the games because that's the draw is jumping around to different games, not the player itself, where where, when we watch regular sports, more it's the player now than the team. And you're not having like a a player jump from sport to sport. That's that doesn't happen. But it can. Well, yeah, (laughs) that's an anomaly. But um, it can in esports because it's designed that way. Right. It's designed for players to want to play like multiple games and you know maybe the diehards that do follow whatever this guy's name was are going to jump ship and go follow him and you know they'll they'll rake in a lot of viewers because of that but uh I think more people will be inclined to say like wow this game is doing it the right way I'm going over here because it's the yeah. game it's not the player that makes sense. It's it does. It's and, and that I think is the difference of like maybe esports compared to another sport is you you yeah. can you can take those skills from one game and move it to another game and still be successful. Mm. Um, and and I mean this is going to be a perfect test. This guy was freaking league MVP in Overwatch. Can That's that cool. translate yeah. over to it? Because believe me, that was one of the original things with Valorant was when people saw the original trailers, it was like, oh, this is a hero shooter like Overwatch. It's going to be like Overwatch, Overwatch, Overwatch. It's it's not like it mm-hmm. is. Counter-Strike, and those games are completely different. So, mm-hmm. I mean, if you 
are an Overwatch fan and you think this game is going to be like that, it's not. Like it, it is mm-hmm. much slower tactical. It's a little bit. I mean, because you have a little bit more abilities, it's. I'm not. You know, you you you're playing more of these heroes, but it's the the abilities you have. It's not like an Overwatch where I have a straight up like heal beam and I'm just healing you and you're you can't die or I have a one shot kill. These are more yeah. tactical things. It's like place a wall. Place, you know, I can, one of the characters can um, throw like an incendiary grenade that like burns the ground. So you're blocking off an area. And then that's a trade. Like someone could clearly run across that area if they wanted to, if they think they could get the kill. But it's going to be at the cost of them draining some of their health as well as they do that. So it's just, I don't know, man. I think the game's, it's a lot of fun. You know, like I said, playing it with my son, we really got into it. Playing by myself, if I had a choice, I would probably play... Overwatch, like if mm-hmm. I just wanted, to, and, and because those matches are quicker. But if him and I sit down, we're playing Valorant, and like mm. if I could get in a group, like I was trying to think, like the guys I used to play Paragon with, like if I could get those guys into this, even though Paragon wasn't necessarily a shooter, I mean, this would be the game. Like it is mm-hmm. so much fun playing with people, um, and uh, it's cool, man. That's neat. I think it's gonna be big, and it's gonna be free to play. I mean, right now it's in closed, oh, cool. closed beta. Uh, coming out this fall and they're going to model it just like league of legends where you're buying skins so you know different characters blings for your guns weapon yeah, skins yeah. all that. i mean that's how they monetize it all right um, but uh yeah and tomorrow cool. rank mode comes out so we're going to see where we rank we we oh, have okay. yet to lose a match that him and i played really? together every time really? we play separate like we've lost a couple games there have not nice. i think we're uh, like seven and seven right now nice so, undefeated <laughs> So I told Retire. him it could be like my Fortnite career. Like I played Fortnite. <laughs> I think I have a 66 win percentage or something like that because yeah. I've only played like four or five actual games and I've won it with him, whatever it is. So I'm like, we could just retire now and we have a hundred percent win percentage. Right. As a team. Oh my God. But no, no, can't do that. Um, real cool. quick too. I want to mention, I, I talked about last week about the uh, world of Warcraft Shadowlands alpha. I did get to play through that beginner experience. Dude, like that is perfect. Anybody interested in getting into World of Warcraft, this is going to be the way to get in. Uh, basically, once you play through it, the cool thing they do is like, and this kind of comes for any MMO. For me, the most fun I have is running dungeons. And, you know, you basically play your role, whether you're a tank or you're a healer or you're um, a damage dealer. What they do at the end of the little island, I think you end up being like a level 10 by the end. They pair you up with another person who's also running in there and two NPC characters. And those two NPC characters will kind of complement whatever you have. So, like, when I ran in, it was me and another damage dealer. We were both playing um, uh, DPS characters. So, the NPCs that ran with us was a tank and a healer. And, like, they were saying, like, the one character is just like, all right, I'll go in and get their attention. And the other one's like, and I'll heal you. Like, you guys deal the damage. Like, it's, like, telling you that. So, it's, like, a perfect tutorial to teach you, like, here's how you play these games. Which I've never seen really done in a game. So, I thought it was kind of cool. And my axe. And my axe. And, and then I resubbed for another month. And then... Um, oh, my God. <laughs> but but don't get quibby. I mean... The, what's that? Oh, yeah. No, no. Yeah. So, yeah. And then I, and then I subbed to Warcraft for a month. Yeah, you did. As one does. Yeah. Like, that's why they gave me the alpha. Because they were like, you know what? We know if we get him in the alpha, he's going to want to level a character up to be ready for the, for the game when it actually comes out. Damn. Oh, my God. Speaking of quibby, Chris... Yeah. I gave it a download, man. You did. Well, you gave it a download and then took you another week to actually watch it. I did it. I signed up. I well, uh, before I only downloaded it and didn't even sign up. I signed no, up today and actually watched today. Because you saw some chat going on. Yeah. And it was fun chat going. We dude. have we have now in our Discord chat, which by the way, you can be a patron for the show. Big thanks to everybody yep. for supporting the show. You can find that link down in the show notes. Uh, you get access to our exclusive patron only discord chat we now have a channel specifically (laughs) for quibi the quibi crew that's right the quibi crew and i don't want to get sued for it but please don't sue us quibi yeah we're not making money off it it's just uh, a discord channel so i watched 50 states of fear chris yeah for six episodes which is really like two stories if you want to say yep um I dig it, man. I did it's the awesome. short. I like the short clips. I'm still torn on the fact, do we need this service? Like, why couldn't this have been on just Netflix? But I like it, and I like it because I did it on my lunch break. And sometimes, depending on, like, getting out to my car, yep. 
getting where I need to be, like all these things. I was able to gauge how much time I would have knowing, you know, quick little story bites. And it's interesting, man. They do tell a story pretty well within yeah. a seven minute yeah. time frame. A couple of them in that series, there's a couple five minute episodes. Yeah, there and, was. And, and, and they really, it doesn't, it feels a little bit longer than five minutes because like they, it doesn't seem like they're trying to jam pack everything in, but I, you're right, man. Like I, I love, I always have a plan for like on, when I'm on my lunch break at work, I'm like, oh, I'm going to watch this today. And it's, if it's like a hour show on Netflix or a half hour show, whatever it is. And sometimes your lunch break just gets blown up and right, you don't get to yeah. do what you want to do. Yep. You at least could get seven minutes get of what something. you want to do, and and that's where this comes into play. <laughs> yeah. It's perfect. Um, what I am amazed at, especially in fifty st- states of what is that? I don't remember. Fifty states of fright. Fifty states of fright. Oh, fright. I keep calling it fear, right? Yeah, I think it's fright. Um, is the the uh, the talent they were able to pull in? Oh yeah, man. That first it's episode. Crazy, that's the man. dude from Vikings and the chick from uh, Marvelous Mrs. Mrs. Maisel. Yeah. Like the lead in Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, who's yep. won like Emmys and shit for her role in mm-hmm. Mrs. And she is in this cheesy like B movie horror. Like, but it's, it was... and like I, I sent you a text. It was it's almost like lore. It's yeah. almost like lore. Like they they did two seasons of lore on Amazon Prime, which were cool. Um, this is a step down from that. It's, <laughs> it's not even that good, but it's just. Uh, when that tree fell on her arm, and you're like, "How the hell's he gonna get out of there?" Oh wait, he's been using an axe to take down these. He's trees. a lumberjack. It was great, and this and and just her obsession with the golden arm and some of those lines, and I'm not I don't mean to make a pun are gold. Like, <laughs> she's, like, she's like when she's like, "Promise me." You'll bury me in my golden arm. I can't even say it without laughing. It's so great. But like you just keep watching it. And then the the second one was, oh, the ball twine. Yep. Right? That was cool. Third one I'm not too crazy about. That's only a two-parter. Okay. The third I haven't one. Watched not too yet. crazy about it. And I haven't watched the next one yet, which is Florida. So the 50 states is like they're going state by state. Now, uh, and telling, do we like know that so they're going by state? I have not like researched the show at all. Yeah. Are these like folklore or like, you know, urban legends for those states or because that's what I was kind of thinking. I'm like, if they're not, what's the point? Right. Like of calling it 50 states or is it or are these actually like urban legends? So actually, I'm looking right now. It says, yeah, Quibi series explores stories based on urban legends from different places in the United States. So these are not necessarily like like I talked about that uh, Robert England show where those were actually like articles in a newspaper. Right, this is right. straight up just urban legends that like kids right. tell on the playground or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So they're going and that the one with the the golden arm is Kansas, right? Kansas or Kentucky? Kansas, uh, Mi- I think. Michigan, wasn't it? Was it Michigan? I think it was Michigan. Kansas, I think, was the uh, ball of twine. Kansas was the ball of twine, and so they're just going state by state. Um, and then like the, another new show that came out is the, the one with Anna Kendrick, who befriends her boyfriend's sex, sex doll. doll. And like it kind of like comes to life and like talks to her and Have stuff like that. Have you watched it? Because I haven't watched that one yet. I haven't watched it. Yet. I just watched all the trailer of it. But if anybody else was in these shows, we would be like, "This is the dumbest service like <laughs> I've ever seen in my life." But because like you're getting like these well-known actors and actresses to be in it, there's there's something there. There's some appeal to it for me. Do you remember that movie, Movie Forty Two? No. Do you remember that movie? Mm-mm. Uh, if you want to see the most random, crazy movie you've ever seen in your life, watch that movie. It's called movie either movie forty two or movie forty three. I can't remember what it's. I think it's movie forty two, and there are tons of top notch actors in this, and it's just like what the hell is going on in this movie? Like Hugh Jackman is in it, and he plays a character who has like balls hanging from his chin. What? <laughs> I swear to you. <laughs> You got to watch this movie. It's the funniest movie you've ever seen in your life. That's what Quibi is. They somehow got all of these like very well-known actors to do these just suspect uh, shows, and they're good. Yeah, they're good shows. The flip. I mean, I was, is, I was wondering the which one? Flip with. Uh, I haven't watched it yet. No, that that's that's that like, is really good. That yeah. could be on something like that. That'd be the next one. Uh, well, right. that and I, I mean, I got to watch. Uh, 
most dangerous game too, man. I got to watch them both. Yes, man. You got to get on on that. I watched the first because I, I watched those six episodes and had just a little bit of time. So I threw on memory hole. I watched the first one, the sports one. <laughs> so good. <laughs> so good. Those just keep getting better, man. I'm telling you. Those well, just I kind of skimmed better. through and I saw the, is that the, the gymnastics comp or competition? Yeah, is that what that one is? That one, dude, the, the one with the Canadian, every, that whole season is about like Canadian shows. You, you get like the gist. The one that I sent it to you and Bill about uh, the Canadian Lassie. Do me a favor and watch that. I think that's tonight. number two. I think it's just like is it called like it, Otter and like Best Friend or something weird like that. The show is called. It's something. Oh my god, man! <laughs> I'm telling you, you will watch. You will die, die, die laughing. Oh, that's okay. great. You gotta watch that. So I'm on. I'm in. I'm on board for Quibi. I'm, I'm locked to this thing into July, right? I think is when we we pay again. Um, I'm I'm going for it, man. I we had like the, the no, the I like chat. the service, man. I think it's great. Yeah. I think everything there so far. The app is cool. It's intuitive. Um, it, it picks up right where you left off. I like that. It's yeah. easy to follow something. Um, do you does it can it send you notifications or what time do these shows go live? Do you know like what when do they re-upload new episodes? Do you have any? They idea? were sent. The, I, that's a good question because they were sending me emails. Saying I got an email today. That said something like, you know, shows update daily. And that was it. It wasn't like for a specific show. It just said shows update daily. Those for the first couple of days, I got emails for individual shows. Okay. And I think maybe they stopped that really quick. I think people were like, people we don't. Like, need yeah, these. wait a minute. Right. Because you would think it'd well, be have... cool. Like if you click a follow, it's easy to just say follow the show. Right. Get any notification when the new episode's live. I don't know. And and I'm sure you could look it up. Maybe it's on their like FAQs or something on the website. Mm -hmm. But um, when I wake up in the morning, there's an episode there. Okay. So I don't know if it's like right at midnight, maybe like three o'clock to account for, you know, time change and stuff. Gotcha. But um, yeah, they're up. I, it's good, man. <laughs> I and like we, it. We I'm, in. Crew I'm in. We got a little crew going on the on yep. the Discord game. Yep. There you go. Yep. Yeah. All right. Uh, what else have you been watching, Chris? I know there was another series on Netflix that you've been watching. We watched uh, Waco. And it was, it's not like a Netflix original or anything. It was on, I keep saying universal, but not universal Paramount. or Paramount, Paramount a couple of years ago. And it's on Netflix now. Um, and it's funny, like what, when I told you, I watched it, you, what you had just told me before we started record was like, you were considering watching it with your wife and she was like, oh, you know, like we know the whole story. And I had that same mindset too, but, but. I was like, ah, I, I'm fascinated with that story and, and with cults and stuff Cult, like that. So, yeah, cults, man. Yeah, so um, I, I convinced the wife to watch it, and I'm glad I did because I thought I knew the story. And you know the story of how it ends and stuff mm -hmm. like that, the fire and all that stuff. Uh, what I didn't know was how badly, like, the, the FBI and um, – the tobacco ATF. and firearm the yeah. ATF botched everything. I didn't know that side of it. Are you like you familiar with that part of it? We watched the documentary because what was it? Was it twenty years when it from just recently or the twenty fifth anniversary? Whatever, whatever this years ago. Yeah. yeah, maybe that's what it was. And then we watched some documentary and it kind of went into some of that. And then mm -hmm. uh, I mean, what was the deal? Didn't they go to like deliver the like uh, was it a not a cease and desist or something to him? And then somebody fired at that point, and that's when it kind of all just like yeah, and that's where the fan. so so the 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 filmmakers you can tell, I don't want to say they they're siding with the Koresh people. They're not they're not doing that, but they are they are telling really both sides of the story. And and, and the the series is based on two books, one of uh, Branch Davidian who got out and and meaning literally got out of the fire, like jumped out of a window while the building was burning and survived. Mm -hmm. And he wrote a book. So that the story from the inside is from him. And the story from the ATF and the FBI is from one of the, the negotiators. So you're getting both sides of the story. And by all accounts, like this is the most accurate portrayal of what happened. And the craziest thing is like to this day, they're both going back and forth saying like, who shot first on like, like really? solo. Yeah. And to the point where, uh, they, the, the FBI to this day, and there was an investigation done. And even in the investigation states that the, the, um, Koresh people purposely started the building on fire. That I've heard. Yeah. That I have heard. 
And I don't think that's true anymore, man. Hmm. I don't. And, and they, they, the, the makers, the filmmakers go through the liberties of, of at the very end, uh, they, they have like a radio host who they show like at different spots throughout the, the, uh, the series kind of just doing his show. And at the very end, after the things burned down and everything, he, he goes, I'm not saying, you know, he goes, I wasn't there. So I don't, I don't really know. But, and he goes through a list of like 10 different FBI and whoever standoffs. And he goes, so-and-so, so-and-so, 1977, uh, fired tear gas, building caught on fire. So-and-so, 1980, tear gas, building caught on fire. So it's like, there's a pattern here. There's something with those canisters. Using tear gas and the building catching on fire. Wow. So, um, and it's just, and then to be on the inside when all that shit is happening, yeah, dude, yeah. it's just, it's, it's, Jen was like covering her eyes just because kids are involved and everything. And, hmm. um, it's crazy. And Michael Shannon is Michael, Michael Shannon's, uh, the negotiator. He's like one of my, I love that guy. He's a great actor. So, um, six episodes real quick, 45 minute episodes because it was on, you know, network TV, television yeah. with commercials, so you can fly right through it. But uh, and the guy who plays David Koresh, you know who he is? I'm looking at him right now. K. Taylor Kitsch. He was Gambit. Ah, yep, X-Men, yep, X-Men yep. Origins. Hmm. Yep. So, I recommend it, even though you you know the story. Um, okay. How it ends? It's 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 really good to to see that side. And and the ATF was going in because funding was going to be cut. And so they were like pushing the issue to get there and and like get look Koresh was a scumbag you know what I mean like he's, <laughs> he's, he's a, he was a pedophile yeah they and, just botched it and you know he should have been arrested and thrown in the clink and you know lived a miserable life the rest of his life but they went about it the complete wrong way gotcha <laughs> complete wrong way so hmm. have you Good. do you know anybody that's watched that Outer Bank show on Netflix mm, have you seen that, that on the, I, I don't. Amanda, my wife said something about like, oh, it's kind of like Goonies where they're looking for this treasure in the Outer Banks. Woman at my work came in on Monday and was like, did you watch Outer Banks over the weekend? The show was great. And then one of my other texts just came in today and she's like, I tried to watch that Outer Banks show and it's like an MTV like teen drama. Oh, really? So no. I don't know like what to believe. <laughs> yeah. And my wife kind of wants to watch it and I'm like, uh, like can we watch maybe Ozark first? <laughs> maybe go to Outer Banks. <laughs> yeah, right. Because that's what I'm pushing right now is I'm like, I want to watch Ozark. Like, that's my next, the next thing. I yeah, definitely. Um, no, I don't know anybody that's watched it okay. yet. I don't know if anybody out there watch that email, life at gmail.com or guys in the Discord chat. I'm sure you guys will let us know. Um, you know, we did watch this week though, Chris. We watched two classic movies with the kids. One we've okay. seen before with the kids, but they hadn't seen it in a while. Speaking of esports... The greatest and OG esport player of all time. I know what you're talking about. The Wizard. Yeah, man. We watched that was not... The Wizard, and kids love it. I love it. Yes. Power Glove, so bad. Like I just love that line. It's the greatest line ever. Um, if you ever seen The Wizard, kid? watch it. What? Who? What's that kid's name? Is he still in movies or anything? I don't Not know. Savage, obviously, the kid that plays it's like Larry, the or I forget what his name is. But I mean, we actually—I knew it the other day because we had just watched it. And I said to my wife, "I want a picture of that with him, just like with the glove on, and just say like it's so bad." Yeah. And, then, and Jimmy, the little boy, just a picture of him sitting there with a smile. It just says like OG, you know, pro gamer or something like that. I just want a shirt that has that because he's the original pro gamer, man. Yeah, man. He won oh, it. He's the champ. Yeah, that'll he's never happen again. Where, I mean, I went to go see that movie in the movie theater just because you knew you were going to get to see the next Mario game. Yep. Countless That'll people. never, ever happen and it's, again. When you watch it now, you hear both Hanging Tough and, uh, oh, what the heck, the right stuff by New Kids in the Block playing right. in the background. You see, like, Ninja Gaiden's in it, uh, Double Dragon's in it, RC, not, yeah, RC Proam was in it, Rad Racer was in it. Like, all the, it was just a big advertisement mm-hmm. for, like, Nintendo in the 90s. It's pretty much, like, so all that good. movie was. Uh, but it's great. So the, and the girl, um, I believe, went on to be the front woman of a, a like a successful rock rock and roll band. Really, like Slater Kenny, I think it is. Hmm. Yeah, she's Even like Christian a, Slater's in that movie, dude. Christian Slater is in that movie. You're yeah. right. Yeah, 
him and his uh, dad are going across country trying to catch up to him, which is yes. totally like unrealistic. My kids are like, how are they able to travel to California? My wife's like, well, it was the 90s. It was, I'm like, no. I'm like, it's because it's a movie. Nothing to do with it was the 90s kids getting in a bread truck or going across the, mountain, across the country. Oh, um, and then the other one was for the first time. Mm-hmm. And hopefully it'll be the first of many because to appreciate this movie, you have to watch it over mm-hmm. and over. And the more you watch it, the funnier it gets. Can you guess what movie I'm going to say, Chris? I was going to say something, but that would be inappropriate for them. This movie, it's PG. Yeah. But it's okay. like, it is one of, like, every time I watch it, I and I even this time even found something new that I'd never seen, but I laugh. This movie is quoted all the time has one of the greatest dance sequences of all time. I was, is it Napoleon Dynamite? Napoleon Dynamite. Really? There's nothing gonna... inappropriate about Napoleon know, Dynamite because nothing there happens isn't. in the movie. <laughs> nothing happens. That's the first thing that came to my mind, yeah. and I'm like, no, that's that's too. They, they couldn't watch that. But you're right. There's there's nothing. <laughs> no swearing. Nothing. No. I mean, the closest thing you get is Uncle Rico, like selling like his boob thing yeah. to whatever like that's about it that's all you or, get or when, when napoleon and uh what's her name they like touch hands Deb. and they pull away like yeah. maybe that's the most risky thing in that the fonda like i mean i guess her showing up maybe i don't know right. but kids were laughing just at how stupid it was my daughter like after we watched it was like uh this is, that was kind of dumb my son thought it was funny the yeah. next day my daughter said when can we watch Napoleon Dynamite again? Oh, and I was like, you are my daughter. Like, now why? I win. Why, I win did you, why did you pick that movie? Um, We were just was trying it? to come up with just something to watch because we watched The Wizard. And so uh-huh. we were originally going to watch The Goonies. We were actually going to watch The Goonies. We were sitting down. But the kids had seen some of that and they were kind of like, I don't know. And then my wife said, why don't we watch Napoleon Dynamite? And we had talked about it before. Yeah. And then we just... My son was kind of like, okay. And we put it on in the menu that rolls during like the little DVD menu. Right. Showed a bunch of clips and he was like, oh, this movie's going to be funny. And I was like, yep. Now, have, so you mentioned Goonies. Ha, have your kids seen like the old like fantasy movies from like Labyrinth and like Never Ending Story and stuff? Never Ending Story, yes. We have watched Never Ending Story. Haven't watched Dark Crystal. Haven't watched Labyrinth. Um, we were the other movie we were talking about was Princess Bride. We may, which we may watch, which I think is on Disney Plus now. So that's yeah, going to be on the yeah. list. We're going to watch that at some point. Yep. Um, but yeah, Napoleon, and then show him, show him Saw right after Princess no, of course, Bride. Like, that's yeah, the right? same guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was in Robin Hood Men in Tights too, wasn't he? Was he was. Yes. With Dave Chappelle. Yes, he was. Uh, wow, good man. So, that's... Yep, so I did it, man. Parenting done. Two solid movies. They Two like solid it, movies. and we do have the pop figures of Napoleon and Deb, so now they can relate to. Oh, really? Those okay. pop figures. They know kind of the vote for Pedro and all that. So. Yeah. Um, and uh, Jamiroquai. Awesome. What's the name of the song? That's their favorite song now. Uh, it's not. Virtual and be, and because they're home, canned heat. That's what it is. Canned heat. Yeah. And now that they're home, with I mean, they're doing school in the morning. I told them their job is they need to learn that dance. <laughs> I want to be able to come home from work one day and have them show me the dance. You have changed their lives. Yep. Like this is a moment that you've changed lives. I thought you said your your daughter was going to make like one of the classic comments out of nowhere, like in the morning. <laughs> oh, well, I'm waiting for to... it. I think it's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. They just got to watch I'm, it. More I'm waiting and more. for them to quote. They're going to quote Dude, the movie. The, the one thing that I think we 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 have watched that movie a million times, and it was probably like around viewing like 1,000 where I realized that kid walking weird in the hallway. Yeah. I never saw that. Oh, just kids just, yeah, he's kind of just walking. He's just like, he's I don't like know. dragging his foot, you mean? Which kid are you talking mm-hmm. about? I'll see. I'll, I'll send you a right, clip. Send me there, the it's clip. just, it's completely off to the side because like Napoleon's <laughs> having a comment with someone and there's this kid who he's walking just like not normal. Off to the side. You've never noticed that? I don't know. <laughs> I'll send it to you. I'm telling you, though, man, I haven't seen the movie in years, <laughs> but when you watch it again, it's like you don't even miss a beat. Like you just remember yeah. that movie. We've watched that movie so many times, man. I don't know what it is about that movie. It's just there's something about it. I know. It's classic. A um, couple other things here before we wrap the show up. Uh, the Last of Us 2, Chris, a game yep. that probably you were going to buy, I could imagine, because I mean, you yeah. love the first Last of Us. Great game. Yep. Um, was delayed because of the COVID-19 virus. Part of it was Sony just saying like, hey, you know, we, we want to make sure the way they phrase it was, we want to have a great global launch 
with everybody and everybody gets to have fun. And I think we talked about it here on the show saying that maybe it was partly because not everybody has download speeds and data caps and all that. So they kind of wanted it. But really, in the end, let's face it, they just wanted to make the most money they possibly could. So they wanted mm-hmm. both physical and digital out there. Well, yep. kind of coming around to bite them in the butt because Ooh. what we're finding out is potentially a disgruntled employee uh, has released part of a dev build and essentially put bunch of videos up online exposing many many plot threads spoiling major major moments of the game and basically a whole outline on what the game is story beginning to end so i don't know how do you feel like obviously it sucks the game gets leaked but like part of me thinks that like is this now just the beginning are we going to start seeing things like this more i mean we're already seeing leaks potentially from black widow um, you know, who knows? I'm sure other movies are going to start being spoiled now as well with these yeah. delays. Would they have just been better served just to put the game out? I think it would have been out by now already. I think it was it was either like the end of April or May, beginning of May, that this would have come out. Just put the game out. Like now, yeah, they put I mean, themselves at risk for this, right? Well, yeah, but <clears throat> I mean, and we talked about it. They, they should have just released it when they released it because people are home. People are going to play video games. Yep. They can they can go to Walmart still and pick up your game if they really wanted to you know what i mean like i i think they maybe hit the panic button and uh push the game back now um this person who released everything is a class one douchebag and really probably should not have a job in the video game industry for the rest of his career do we know who he is has he given like his name or anything like that no of course not, because he's a coward, and he's if he's so disgruntled, then do something professionally. Like, why are you disgruntled? What was he fired for? Did they say? Uh, nope. Well, no. I supposedly, and I'm I'm not going to go too deep in it. I'm not an expert on this, but I think there was some just brewing around the studio of just some of the higher ups not treating the other employees well. I think it probably mm-hmm. all came down to things like crunch. Um, just yeah, not uh, okay. Not you know. And maybe he's maybe he's got a point. Maybe he was a terrible employee. I don't know. But there there's there's things that you can do to solve those issues. And going and doing that is the very last thing on the list. I'm sorry. Like I, I don't agree with what he did at all. I don't, and and I would be uh, someone who wouldn't go seek that stuff out to see what was released because. I don't want it to ruin my experience. And if you're the type of person that wants to go seek it out and you'll still play the game then that's your choice. But um, no, I think that's a a classless move. I think it's a cowardly move. And yeah, he shouldn't work in the industry anymore if they figure out who it is. Breaking news. Uh Uh-oh. Last of Us 2 is Is now being released on June 19th. They have now confirmed that the last few days has been rough. And we can confirm that the last of Us 2 will now arrive on June 19th. It was originally slated to be May 29th, I believe. Okay. So they pushed it, or it was May 29th. They basically canceled it indefinitely. Right. Now these leaks come out, and now they're saying we'll put it out June 19th. So why don't they just go back to May 29th? Why do they have to go to... <clears throat> Dude, this thing, whole thing is a debacle. I know, that's what I'm saying, man. <laughs> None like, of it makes happening? sense. None of it makes sense. I mean, <laughs> maybe just be pissed off at everybody. You know yep. what I mean? Nobody's in the right here. Everybody's wrong. But still go play the game because it's probably awesome. It's probably going to be amazing, right? <laughs> wow, um, man. That's a cluster. Isn't that weird? Like, that's just, that's yeah. a weird story. Like, I yeah. just, and I, I can't believe I didn't even see that. They now confirmed it. Yeah, June 19th now is the new date for Last of Us 2. It is coming. So it went from indefinitely to probably we were thinking, oh, it'll be PS5 launch title to now we're getting it in a month, month and a half. Mm. Crazy. I don't um, get it. Speaking of awesome games, tomorrow, actually, as we're recording this, so probably by the time any of you hear this, the trailer for the new Assassin's Creed will be released. They have confirmed that today with some concept art on a stream they had going. They've officially announced it is Assassin's Creed Valhalla. It will indeed, and this has been kind of rumored and somewhat confirmed months and months, I'm going to even probably say a year ago when it leaked, but we officially have confirmation that we are going to the Viking era. Chris, what would you want to see from an Assassin's Creed game in the Viking setting? Right there, baby. There it is. Chris is showing his uh, Assassin's Creed 3 book 
from E3 when we went to uh, E3 right. one year that I sold for like $100 on eBay. Uh, you sold it like when we got back to the hotel. I Ooh, didn't have God. the heart. <clears throat> I remember the heart. What is it worth now? What are they, is it worth anything? I don't, it's probably worth nothing now. You, you probably, you probably made bank on it. <laughs> yep. That day, we went when Assassin's Creed 3, we were at that E3, yep. at that Ubisoft press conference, had our private meeting. We didn't get to play the game, yep. but got to see a bunch of that. And uh, they gave us this That's awesome sweet. hardcover collectible book. Like encyclopedia of everything. Yeah, I love this thing. Um, so what was your Vikings, question? Where do I want Vikings, to see Chris, we're go? talking, yeah, from, from Valhalla, from a Viking-inspired Assassin's Creed game. Now, you haven't played the last two games. There was Origins, yeah. which was ancient Egypt. There was Odyssey, which was the uh, Greek one, which was, dude, that was probably my game of the year. It was, what, 2018, I think that was. Really? It was freaking awesome. <laughs> Because they made those, they made that game more of an RPG where you have like dialogue choices. You're finding loot, like mm. you would in like almost like Destiny, man. Like you have a you had a, a player screen or character screen that had like you know legs, boots, gloves, and you're you're just finding loot out in the world, going on these quests. So it wasn't the typical Assassin's Creed game, right? So <laughs> to be able to do that in a Viking setting. It's like you're going to have almost like a God is, of is, War slash Skyrim. Is that what this setting. is? Yeah, it's Vikings, man. Like, no, no, I know it's Vikings, but they're keeping that, that same play style. Of, I, I, would, oh, you don't know. I would hope. I would assume because yeah. the series had some problems with, you know, the games there shortly after uh, like Brotherhood and even, I mean, 3 was kind of a train wreck. 4 kind of brought it back with the ship combat and then it just went downhill from there. What was wrong with 3? 3, three was the... Um, uh, personally, the, I liked 3. Yeah. A lot of people didn't like it, Chris. Why? Just I don't know if it was the story or if it was the gameplay, whatever it was. I personally liked three. I thought Connor, he was the character. I thought Connor was awesome. I liked just having the Revolutionary War Revolution, setting. Right. Loved yeah. running in the trees. I thought that was cool. Mm-hmm. But some people didn't like it, man. It's it's when wow. you look back, it's it's definitely not looked at fondly. Like some of the other. I mean, were people maybe just getting <laughs> sick of the style? Maybe. At that point in time, or uh, I don't know. I don't know, man. But yeah, I mean, where can they? That's why I love these Assassin's Creed games, man. And I, every time we talk about them, I'm like, I got, I, I really should jump back into Assassin's Creed games because I, I, from the jump, the very first, I remember when we first saw the first game. Yep. Oh, this looks really, really cool, and fell in love with them. <clears throat> the storyline was really cool. Um. Being able to go like back in time, the whole lineage stuff. I I just like this franchise, and I I probably should get back into it. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I mean, where else? Man. I mean, one that people always say was like feudal Japan. We haven't had like a Japanese setting, which would be pretty crazy if you have like samurais and you could do all kinds. So I think that's where they could go next. Yeah. But this setting, I think, is just going to be great, especially with like the success of God of War and kind of that coming back. I mean, we were joking in the, in the Discord chat of like Sony having an exclusive like Kratos skin. You know, they could have you play. <laughs> but what's cool is like Origins did it, and even Odyssey did it. Like in Origins, when you were in Egypt, a lot of the DLC, and I mean, it was even part of some of the main game. They had you fighting like ancient Egyptian gods. So right. like it got kind of supernatural and same thing with Odyssey. You were fighting like Greek gods or like, you know, the Hydra and Medusa and all that stuff. I mean, here you have now the Viking Norse gods. You could do the same. You could fight Thor for God's sake, or, you know, maybe like they That's could make it. Cool. These games have gotten so outside of the, you know, trying to just be the, cause the original trilogy games were running that story of uh, what was his name? Desmond was the real world stuff and you yeah. were kind of coming trying to figure out what was happening with the end of the world all these games now it, it kind of goes back to some of that stuff to the company that created the animus but it's people going into the animus more just for like what they're going to find and and you're you, the, those characters almost know it's a video game that they're going into so they're not really going into it for that outside of the animus stuff it's all pretty much i don't even think odyssey from what i can remember you didn't even really have any outside the animus hmm. content it was all just like you're playing the character in this mm. ancient Greek world. So because of that, they can do those crazy things and yeah. have you fighting, like I said, Thor or what, I mean, whatever else you want to freaking throw out there. They can do anything, anything they want. It's cool, man. I think it's going to be good, man. <clears throat> so this is the trailer coming out. Trailer tomorrow. My guess is it'll probably be a launch title for obviously series X PS five. These games usually hit in like October or November. I could see them doing the same thing, put it on like PS4 and Xbox One, and then whenever the new console drops, 
give you the better version. You know, if you buy it digitally, you just automatically get the better version at that point. Okay. Um, I'm in. Day one. Inci Assassin's Creed Encyclopedia <clears throat> eBay. No, is looking up how much money you can make here. Uh, I don't know if this is the same one I have. It might be. Like the $35. One yeah. But see, yeah, I think they might have released one in stores too. So oh, yeah. you need to well, make sure. Well, this is E3 exclusive. Yeah. That's what the I'm one saying. we have. Yeah, the one we have was E3. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, all right. Well, let's uh, get ready to wrap it up here, Chris. What do you got for a podcast for everybody so, this week? <clears throat> for the first time, I am referring a podcast that is not out yet. Ooh. And which is cool because like so many times like you find out about podcasts and, and they're, you know, 10 episodes they're in done. or yeah. three seasons in or whatever. And you're just catching up the whole time, which is fine. <clears throat> but I was listening to I listened to Pod Save America all the time and they promoted this new podcast. It's called Wind of Change. And you remember the old Scorpion song, Wind of Change? Mm. You remember it. Rocky, like a hurricane. I know that Scorpion song. The, uh, the w wind of change is the sure song it, like down at Conky Park. The whole, I would like, know it if I heard the it. whistling in the beginning. Like you know it. So there's a new podcast. And I'll just read it for you. New podcast. Wind of change will explore the tantalizing possibility that the Scorpions' 1990 power ballad of the same name was actually written by the CIA as a piece of late Cold War propaganda. Ooh. So the song and the song is about like the when when the wall came down and the Cold War coming to an end. And it was almost like this, like, you know, like peace and harmony type of song. Like that's what it's about, like the wind of change. Things, there yep. it is right there. I got it. Yeah. And we're not paying a royalty for that. <laughs> and um, so that that's that's what it's about is like. The CIA it, it possibly wrote that song mm. to give to the Scorpions to bring everybody together. Wow. So the show's hosted by New Yorker journalists, uh, Patrick Radden Keefe. Eight episodes premieres May 11th on Spotify. Um, so we might have to have Spotify first, probably come out and other things later on. But yeah, wow. I think that's a cool, cool concept is mm. like the CIA is writing rock ballads <laughs> uh i i love like these alternate reality just stories you know i didn't not even just podcasts i just i love that when they take something like what was the the man in the high castle i, I haven't yeah. watched that show but i just i like the premise for that show right, right? i like i love right, that right. it's kind of why i've always even liked like um like the wolfenstein <laughs> video game series because it's like what if the nazis won and like they were able to totally push their cult beliefs or occult beliefs and then have you know crazy zombie nazis running around like i just i think that stuff's cool when they yeah kind of follow that route and that's kind of sounds like what that what that would be that's pretty cool mm. all right may 11th check it out awesome check it out books which i am still reading the expanse man leviathan wakes oh god it's so good man I, awesome. I, ugh, I gotta get back to the show too that's the thing i'm like wondering now now that i'm reading the book yeah do i read the book because i i think the first season was the first book mainly but it has that woman and she's not in it till the second book so do Which i read one, the one that they're looking for no the, the woman on earth she's kind of like the senator i guess oh okay okay so do right. i read book one and two and she then watch season one because all season one oh. is is just uh miller and holden that's it so that's it's going it. between miller the, the you know the uh, what's his name um thomas jane character and then oh, back yeah. to holden on the ship and that's it but man, the way they I write would. that I stuff. Because you don't want it so ruined for it. I mean, if you're reading it, I think you'd be less inclined to finish reading it if you watch well, that's it. That's what I'm saying. So do I do I read it or do I just say, screw it, I'm just going to read everything and then go back? And then go back. Could do that. Who am I kidding? I'm not going to read the whole thing. I'm probably just going to read it. <laughs> I know. That's a lot That'd to read. What am, I, what am I saying? And the funny thing is, like uh, uh, the, that woman that you're talking about, the senator, her name, you know what her name is? Or do you not know her name? I mean, I watched it's, the show. It sounds like they're saying like Christian. But when you put the uh, subtitles on, her name is actually Chris Jen, which oh, and the... my name is Chris and my Ooh, wife's name is Jen. I love that. There you go. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. Nice. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, let's wrap it up there, guys. Like I said earlier in the show, if you want to help support the show, you can do so. You can find links down in the show notes to that. You can get uh, you know $5, gets you access to our exclusive Discord chat, which we've been having a blast with everybody talking this week. Lots of Quibi chat going on in there. Like we said, we have a channel now specifically for Quibi. Love uh, it. The Quibi crew 
as well as all the other discussion going on in there. We have our exclusive podcast every single month, which month, which by the way, I didn't release when I was supposed to release it this week. So be on the lookout for that. I'll let this episode come out tomorrow and then either Friday or Saturday, I'll push that out to everybody else. Um, but uh, you still got time to join in into our next episode. We'll probably be recording that uh, either late next week or the week after. Uh, so if you do want to be a part of that, uh, be sure to follow that link down below and help support the show. And anything you do would be much appreciated. And uh, other than that, if you want to email us, you can do so the enthuselife at gmail.com. We love hearing from you guys and getting your voice heard here on the show. So Chris, with that, yep. anything here, final words you want to throw out here at the end? No, stay safe. Yes, flatten the curve. Keep flattening it. All right. Well, everybody, thank you for tuning in. However, you're tuning in, whether it's through Podbean, through iTunes, your podcast service of choice. Thank you so much. With that, catch you guys next week. Jason.